And you weren't present with it those yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. So it almost was a lesson learned that once I had my son, I realized, okay, it can happen for me. So when Polly passed away, I obviously have to grieve, but I am not spending the next two years of my toddler's life. My son was maybe one and a half, two, just not being present with him. So I have to figure out a way to move forward and get through it, you know? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Welcome back to the Morat Podcast, everyone. I'm so happy to have you here. And I'm so excited for this lovely guest of mine, Yvonne. So basically, I was on Yvonne's podcast a couple of weeks ago. Was it a month ago? Two months ago? Maybe in when was it? Oh my God. I know we recorded a little while ago. So a little while ago. And you know what? Yvonne has been an absolute mentor and a person. She approached me in the summer to be on her podcast late in the summer. And then I told her, you know what? I'm thinking of getting one going too. I want to get it going. And she gave me all the tips in the world. You are full of knowledge. You're a manifestation queen and business owner. Her podcast is called All Up In Your Biz. And I am actually just going to take a moment. My brother was telling me, calm down, Maura. <laughs> get excited. <laughs> so we're both high vibe energy people. So bear with us guys. And Yvonne, just introduce yourself, your business, who you are and yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Mara. I am Yvonne Trakian. I am a corporate lawyer for a neuroscience based public company. So I love neuroscience. I love science stuff. I love to back things up by science and data. I am the founder of Pause Penny. We are creating a mindset movement. I am the host of All Up In Your Biz. And I have got four kids. Yeah, four kids under, how old are they now? Under five. Yeah, so I'm on maternity leave at the moment, but decided to launch a business just before the twins were born. So you've worked your whole maternity leave. You haven't had any maternity leave. You're working full time basically on your business, on your podcast. You're some woman. <laughs> I know. I just, yeah, I love it though. I love being busy. I'm a doer. I'm a goer. I'm a nonstop. I hope I don't look back and regret it and be like, why didn't I take the time to be a bit more present especially when I know for sure they're my last. Like I have four kids, I got my tubes tied, like there are no more. <laughs> I am not having a fifth child. But I love it. I love being on the go. And I, like, honestly, all I wanted was a baby. All I wanted was a baby because I had three miscarriages before my son. And then I had a boy and I was like, this is this is what it's like? This is mom life? It's a reality check, was it? Oh my God, a total reality check. Like some people say, they always say to me, what's the hardest? Going from one to two or two to four? I'm like, hello, it's going from zero to one. Zero yeah. to one is the hardest. Your whole life turns upside down. And then I felt a bit guilty because I had had the three miscarriages. So I felt like I should be so grateful. And I was grateful. I was grateful to have him, my firstborn. But I really realized that some people don't want to stay at home and yeah. be a stay-at-home mom. And some moms, if they have the choice, which I know I'm privileged, like I have the choice to go out and work, I'd rather work. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's really good. And I don't know if this is like a good word or a very strong word. Some people I think I've heard grieve their previous life you know their freedom do you think that was what happened or even though you have this most incredible beautiful boy that you're so grateful and then all of a sudden what what did you think mom life was about then all I wanted was to be a mom and I don't even really know why I guess maybe biologically and innately some people just want to have kids you yeah. know and then when I got pregnant the first time and then I miscarried you know what it was so it was so hard for me because I'm such a control person. Like, this is what you do to get where you want to go. Yeah. And then I had a miscarriage. I was like, what? This doesn't happen. Like, 
I took all the right steps. Well, what are the right steps? You I know, know, and you just said you're a scientific person. So you're probably like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't, yeah. The science is, yeah. Like, why did this happen? Like, how? I didn't even, you know, so what did I think mom life was going to be life? Like, honestly, myself, my husband were like, you know, I think delusion is really good, you know, especially when you're manifesting. But delusion before you have a child is not good. I think I was totally delusional. We were both. We were like, our lives aren't going to change. This is going to be great. We're going to be going on vacation. Like, it is no, no. You are on the child schedule. You're not able to, like, do the things that you want to do when you want to do them. And I'm really independent. And my husband is as well. So I like to do things that I want to do when I want to do them. And I am a bit selfish. And I think No, you're ha- not. You're a doer. You're a doer. <laughs> and you know, you're not selfish. I see you and you've got twins on your hip, a buggy being pushed, and then you have another child behind you, you know, running, running around and you're doing everything and your podcast is... So don't say you're selfish because you're definitely not, okay? So I want to say, and don't have guilt. Guilt is a real wasted emotion. We're just all trying to do our best. Yeah. And every, you know what? I feel like my mom worked our whole childhood and I feel like it made me want to work as well so there's pros and cons you know you still have time with them so don't be hard on yourself definitely not we all I just feel like guilt is such a wasted emotion and we all get it I definitely don't have like I think it needs to be deleted from the the universe the word mom guilt like I don't have mom guilt mom guilt is like oh I have to go to work or I don't have any of that. I'm like, I am a better mom with you if I and can go out. you're providing for your family. And I'm providing for my family. Yeah. You know, so I definitely don't have mom guilt. The only time I will ever have, not guilt, but kind of feel bad is I'm constantly working. So like... You know yourself when you have your own little business, you're on social media, you're getting back to people, there's an issue, there's this, that. So the kids are, my oldest is five, could be like, mom, get off your phone. And then I could get annoyed. I'm like, just give me a second. (laughs) And like, that is wrong. Like, this is their time. So that's the only time that I'm a bit like... Okay. But at least you're aware of it. If you weren't aware of it, it's a bigger problem. So I was going to say to you, one of the questions I kind of asked, I was telling you the questions, but I just want to keep it real natural. And you've already kind of answered, I always say to people, before you created your own business, obviously you're a corporate lawyer, which is, I can't even imagine what what that is, you know? (laughs) I know what it is, but that's intense. So can I just take you back? I feel like I want to hear the year before you decided to be a lawyer. And then I want to jump forward to before Paz Penny was born. Okay? okay, so let's go back to why did you want to be a lawyer? Where'd that come from? So I grew up in LA and we moved in the 80s when I was two and a half and times weren't really good in Ireland. So we moved over. So you're fully Irish. So I'm fully Irish. I'm from Kerry. I'm from Mistol. I, I think I just put a Cork accent on there. But I'm <laughs> Kerry. Beautiful part. Yeah, so really, really nice. My parents moved over there. My dad was a carpenter. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, but my uncle's, my mom's two brothers lived over there. They set up Kerrygold Plumbing. So really, really big business that did oh really God. well over there. Yeah, yeah. But from the age of five is like one of my earliest memories. And my aunt, so she's my real uncle's wife. I call her my aunt. My auntie Sue used to always say to me, Yvonne, someday you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor. And it just stuck in my head. <laughs> she planted it, the seed. She planted the seed. And I, and, and I was like... From five. From five. I was always talking, always asking questions, extremely curious. For example, our neighbors, when we were like 10 or 11, they used to take us on vacation with them. They had three kids. And we used to go to Mexico. And we were in California with a green card, right? Which was taken off me one year when I was going over. But anyway, that's another story. (laughs) Is that another podcast? That's another (laughs) podcast, yeah. And I was like, just let me on the plane. You can take the green card. I don't care. This is in Dublin. But anyway, when we used to go to Mexico when I was around 10, I was the only kid in the car that they would be like, Yvonne, we're at the border. Pretend you're asleep. Because they would be afraid that even though we were legal because we had green cards, that I would say something or just hang them out to dry or something. Yeah, yeah. Because I was always really curious asking questions all the time. And then the OJ Simpson trial was on when I was living in California and I used to run home from school, turn on the TV and watch it. And I still remember where I was 
when the verdict was announced. I was in sixth grade. I was in the classroom. The TVs were on. And I still remember. And I just, after that, I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I just always wanted to be a lawyer. We moved back when I was 13. I was always very studious, but Mm. I didn't get the points to do law. I was absolutely devastated. So I went to Galway and I did arts, but I did law and history. Yeah. And then I moved to Dublin and I did a master's in commercial law. And I swear to God. There's always a back way in though, isn't there? There's always a back way. Yeah. Yeah. But doing this master's in commercial law, I was so naive because I came from Galway, but like the people in Dublin knew the law firms in Dublin. They were clued in. Okay. I was what you call clueless. I was like, oh yeah, Arthur Cox, this one of the top law firms, they're going to be calling me up. Like, do you want to interview with us? Like, no, that's not how it worked. Yeah. And so in 2008, I got zero interviews for a traineeship, nothing. But I was like, I'm going to get into one of the top five law firms. I am going to get in. I just believed it. And my friend was like, no, 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 we're going to apply to every, because you have to do a training contract. Yeah. This is like an internship. Is it like kind yeah. of hours of it? You have to do it. And then you go to Blackout Place and stuff. You have to do it. And I was like, no, I'm going to get. So anyway, long story short, opportunity knocked when my mom met a TD in the bank in the stole, asked how I was. She said I couldn't get a traineeship. He said, I know two partners and two big law firms in Dublin. Let her just meet them. So I went in to meet one guy and it was just literally to look at my CV. And the next day he offered me a job and I worked my way up. Good woman. But you were given that little help in hand. It is a bit mad that that's what you needed. That's all I needed. But you know what? Opportunity will knock and you have to say to yourself, okay, some people might say, no, I'm not using a connection. And we know in business, it's all about connections. Yeah. Don't be too proud. You know, I'm always asking for help and to connect. (laughs) Yeah. And then once you get your foot in the door, it's all you. Yeah. No one's going to hand it to you fully. Yeah, I get that. So we'll fast forward. You know, you've been working your absolute behind off. I've listened to a few of your podcasts about that. So you've really worked hard over a good many years. You've started your family and then, you know, you had your beautiful twins at Christmas and you were launching a business at this time. What was going through your mad head? (laughs) Actually, no, no. Take me back to the year before. Why pause Penny? So it's a mindset movement. I'll let you explain what your business is exactly. So effectively what happened was I was in the law firm and then I was like, someday I'm going to be company secretary of a public company. And I got offered the job at 30. And I went in-house. So I'm in-house for, and it just so happens to be a neuroscience-based company, which was just like perfect for me. So in a public company and effectively what happened was I had the three miscarriages, then I had my son. And then in May of 2020, I got pregnant again. And I was just like, I know it's a girl. I know it's a girl. I just, I just knew it was a girl. And around 17 weeks, I went for a scan, everything was perfect. But around 19, 20 weeks, I started to get a little bit uneasy. And I was like, there's something not right here. Mm -hmm. And this is where intuition comes into place and trusting your gut. And I said it to my husband and I was like, there's something not right. And it was during COVID. He wasn't going to be able to go into the anomaly scan with me. Oh gosh. And he was like, okay, come on. Logical. You know, my husband's a tax partner. He's extremely logical. He was like, are you bleeding? Are you cramping? Are you, you know, like what you might expect if something's not right in a pregnancy at 21 weeks? I was like, no, I just, I said to him, it was the first time ever because I'm really independent. I was like, I just wish you were coming tomorrow. It was really weird. But a couple of nights before that, I had a dream. I had this dream that I went into this anomaly scan and the doctor said, there's no heartbeat. We have to call your, your, because a different doctor does your anomaly scan and then your obstetrician comes in. So anyway, I went in and my dream played out exactly. It was like a premonition. Basically what happened was it was a rare cord incident, really, really rare. And... She she passed away, so her name was Polly, and the doctor was like to me... Oh, I'm so sorry. That's hard. After that, then, 
I had to give birth to her, obviously. I was totally clueless at the time because I had a section for my son. It was an emergency section. I was like, oh, we're going to have a C-section. She was like, no, which totally makes sense now because it's surgery, you know, and C-sections are... See, I wouldn't know anything about this, so I wouldn't know, you know. So I was totally clueless. So I didn't realize I had to like give birth to the baby you know because she's a baby like it's much small very obviously very small she was 21 weeks yeah so anyway I gave birth to her and it was just after that that pause penny kind of started in my mind because I had had three miscarriages before my son and I had spent like two and a half years with my husband, newly married couple, because we got pregnant six months after I got married, with this like what I would say like dark cloud over my head. I spent so many wasted holidays. I remember like going to Iceland, we went to South Africa, everywhere thinking I might get pregnant here, I might get pregnant here, or when am I going to have a baby? And you weren't present with it those times. Yeah. Yeah. And we look back and it's almost so sad that... I'd spent so much time wanting, wanting, wanting this baby, not letting go that I didn't get to enjoy my life. Yeah. My life with my new husband. This supposed to be the best time, you know? So it almost was a lesson learned mm-hmm. that once I had my son, I realized, okay, it can happen for me. So when Polly passed away, I thought, I am not... I obviously have to grieve, but I am not spending the next two years of my toddler's life. He, My son was maybe one and a half, two, just not being present with him. So I have to figure out a way to move forward and get through it, you know? Yeah. So I had a yoga teacher come to the house because one of my friends was like, Yvonne, you're always into like boxing was always my thing, hit training. She was like... You know, you're always fast, 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 go, 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 go. You need to get into that rest and renew nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe what you need is, you can do that, but maybe you need to quiet down and slow down a little bit. And so then I got a yoga teacher and then I started practicing gratitude every day because I used to do that before, but it would be like writing 10 things a day and yeah. and I just started writing one thing because I couldn't write 10 things. I, I was grieving. It was hard. So I was just like, okay, Yvonne, but you can find one thing. You can find one thing you're grateful for. And sometimes, honestly, Grateful was, for my coffee in my hand, you yeah. know. And sometimes it was just, I'm grateful I woke up happy yeah. and not crying. And I'm grateful that... I'm grateful for my son. I'm grateful. Like I remember one morning I went boxing because I went back boxing and it was pouring rain and you couldn't train inside because it was COVID. Yeah. So you had to train outside. They let you train outside. So I went down to boxes, pouring rain and I, I was boxing, boxing and I had a great time. I hate the cold. I hate the rain. I came back. My husband met me at the door and he had a face like, oh no. And I was like, it was great. I just started changing my mindset yeah. a lot that like, it's okay. So you, yeah, you, and you chose your mood. So this is going to, I know I'm jumping away from this story. This is all before your business, but I feel like what we're getting into now a little bit is your manifestation. And this is what really, obviously your whole business is about that. And you can share more of that, but, but that is basically your, your manifesting, right? And you're choosing your mood and you're being present. It's one of the key things that you need to do to manifest, which you know, which you preach. So did your manifestation time, was that happening before this? Were you kind of always manifesting? Oh, yeah. 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 For example, that's why I found it really, really hard. I did an Eckhart Tolle course. I was going to go to Hawaii after the loss of Polly because honestly, I know people are going to be like, she sounds crazy. But I blame myself a lot because I firmly believe that if you can manifest in the positive and bring positive things into your life, well, can you bring negative things into your life? And I really blamed myself because when my son was born, he was born on the cord. So he was born on the cord with the C-section. And I said, what would have happened? And she said, 40% chance of death or disability. And I remember freaking out and saying to her, never again. Like if I ever have a baby again, I'm having a section. And I was so obsessed with the cord. And then Polly passed away due to a rare cord incident. 
And I remember listening to Eckhart Tolle and he was like, look, it's really hard for me to talk about whether you can manifest in the negative. And I don't like to go there because people get so angry about it, right? Yeah. And he said, but what I, what I will say is not every thought manifests itself. Like how many times, like as a parent, I'll be like, oh my God, something they're not breathing. What if, what if they're kidnapped? It, yeah. it's not, it doesn't happen, right? And he said, sometimes things just happen, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yeah. just all part of life and the journey. But I do think that we have to be careful with our thoughts. Yeah, 100%. You know? And I, I I don't believe it was your fault at all. And But I, I do believe that you can manifest both sides because it makes sense to me. It's all energy. And if you keep thinking the worst the worst often happens. And I say to myself, when something bad is happening, I'm like, I have manifested that crap. I've been saying, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. going to get sick. You know, I know that sounds really like kind of silly to some people, but I think it's, it's just watch your thoughts, watch your words, but sometimes shit, horrible things just happen and we don't know why. And they're so crap, you know, just, and there's no other word but saying it's just shit. It's just shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then, so then anyway, I guess what happened going back to the pause penny and the gratitude and manifestation. So I had started a gratitude practice, but I had realized that I went into the office and I had all these journals and they had 10 things written down on them. But then on the next page, it would be like corporate structure for this board meeting or HR notes or employment for my job. Right. And I was like, you know what? I just need something. So it, it was created for me to heal as part of like a creative outlet. So I just started writing one thing and I was like, I'd love to have a little box to put it into. So that started. And then what happened next? I had started the manifestation box because I was always a huge manifester. Always, always, always. I think my uncle, that uncle and aunt, the aunt that said I was going to be a lawyer, her husband, my uncle came to Ireland. I was around 18 and he brought me over the secret book. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I think I had one of the first copies ever because it wasn't in Ireland at the yeah. time. And I was reading the book and I was like, hold on a second, this is me. This is how I That's am. That's my first book that brought me to it yeah. as well. And yeah. I just think I was naturally... Curious. A, a curious. curious. Yeah. And also believed in positive thinking. I was always hugely into sport. So like, I think that mindset of getting out there and exercise. And you knew your mood is lifted when you feel good. Exactly. And you attract, yeah. So I love what you said there. It's the mindset movement. You're creating a movement. Love that. Because I think, and I was saying to my husband the other day, because, you know, I'm, I'm constantly coming up with ideas and bouncing things off him. I was like, the world needs this. It has to go global because we just need positivity in the world. We really, really do. And the more I go on social media, like, I, you know, I'm on LinkedIn a lot more now because since I started the business, I see everyone who's anyone talking about, like Ariana Huffington is posted about gratitude on a daily basis. There's another guy I follow called Gary V. He's always talking about gratitude, positivity, intuition. And I'm like, I'm telling you this it works that's why people are doing it I'm all about it no I'm such a believer so I love that so guys check out pause penny great little time before Christmas for a little gift (laughs) (laughs) so you really just went for it you absolutely went for it and in the midst of having your twins you went and you launched your business so it's been going from strength to strength for you you've got the podcast going and we we were chatting a little bit about business and stuff before the podcast but I want to just ask you what has been your biggest learning or maybe your hardest lesson learned over this time or is there lots of little things or maybe there's something that's like a a pattern that you've figured out? The hardest lesson for me, the biggest learning for me is I'm a really positive person naturally and my moods are really normal. And since becoming an entrepreneur, I really feel like the highs are high and the lows are low. And sometimes I have to question if I'm built for that Mm. because it's hard because some days you're like this is amazing I've made sales and other days you're like I'm getting another no I'm getting another rejection I just probably didn't realize how much it would impact my mood because it's like another one of my babies it's like I had triplets you know I didn't even have twins I had triplets because the business was launched a month before the twins were born 
I think the biggest learning is just remember that it's normal to feel the highs and to feel the lows. Yeah. And I know you said there, oh, I'm naturally a positive person. I think you actually choose to be positive. I think, yeah. you know, and you're full of light. You're When you meet you, you're just oozing positivity and you glow all the time. So I think you work on that. And I think sometimes people say, oh, you're just naturally positive. I'm like, no, I'm choosing to be positive. So I'm, I'm picking you up on that. You're choosing to be positive. But what happens, I think, when you have a personal business, like my business is me, okay? I've been working on trying to separate myself from my business, but actually there's no point because it is me. I love my yoga. It is my business. And I think what happens is when things don't work out, we take it personal. And even in the last year, I'm getting better at not taking it personal, you know? So even though your business is you and it is your triplet, everything that doesn't work out is another lesson isn't it? Totally. And I think what happens even this year, I felt like 23, the lows are low. That's such a good way of putting it. And the higher high with my business. But I have felt over the last couple of years, I'm getting better at managing the lows. Now I'm picking myself back up like that's not going to work. But you know what? I know I have the initiative to get a new idea, start again and go again. And I think that's what kind of, I don't know, maybe it's because it's the first year you're still like that. So don't doubt yourself. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, do you know what I say, like in our manifestation box, you know, we've got the seven cards and your second card is your why. It's like, well, why are you doing it? And I say this all the time. If you're going to go into business, make sure your why is strong. Because my why is that Pause Penny was created after the loss of Polly. So Polly was the pause that you needed in your life to slow down, take a break, figure out what you want. And then Penelope was the girl, the hope that came after the loss. So it's... I love that. And it's Penny for your thoughts, right? So every now and again, and I talk to Polly all the time. It happened in May 2020, but like I sleep with her blanket and... But it's so recent. 2020 is not like, I feel like it was yesterday. I know, but imagine like for anybody that's maybe struggling to have a baby or going through a really tough time, I now have four under five. And at that point I had one boy and four losses. So three miscarriages and one pretty much stillbirth, right? So there is hope and it is definitely the one thing in my life that has given me so much perspective. And there are times where I'm like, what am I doing? I would have to sell a billion boxes to make my corporate salary. And that's just the reality. Because yeah. I'm a corporate lawyer. I earn a salary. I get a bonus. I'm in a company that's listed. So I get equity. What are you doing? But then when I'm taking all my boxes to the post office, I'm skipping and I'm like... And it fills your cup and you're doing something yeah. that you know that can help other people. I think yeah. that's the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you know, you believe in it. I think that's massive. I believe in it so much and I believe especially in the manifestation and the steps. Like it just makes so much sense. Yeah. And people have said it to me and when I get comments or emails or people contact me by DMs and they're like, oh my God, I used the box and this happened. And I'm like, I know. It just, you know what I believe? I just believe it's going to get into somebody's hands and then it's just going to go. Yeah. And you know those million boxes, you're going to sell those. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you know as well, I just feel that like you're only in... 12 months you're I not know. even you're not even like I'm doing this I, I feel like I'm only beginning and I'm doing it six years and I feel like I, I haven't even got to where I want to even touch the iceberg of where I'm going to take my business I know it's going to happen going global you know and I just feel like you're only that first year so I know and I think one of the hardest things like when I was in a law firm one of my first reviews by one of the top partners in there. He told me I was impatient. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I know this. And that's not going to change. But when you're, he meant basically I worked on a lot of transactions. So once one transaction was over, I was like, okay, next one, next, like what, you know, I wanted, I, I'm a girl, go, go, go. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't necessarily negative, but you do need to slow down sometimes. I think when you're manifesting as well, you've got to let go. No, believe it's coming and have a little patience. I know patience, but also then when something comes, if you're too busy, you can't see it coming. 
you know yeah. like little things you're like oh my god and and I think that's that's really really important just to kind of be like okay hold on take a moment step back from your business step back from your life and look from the outside in like you're in this little glass bubble and you're like look how far I've come I know and it's absolutely crazy for example I didn't even realize how big of a deal it was but I got a sponsor for my first season of my podcast and people are like how how did you do that? That is amazing. Amazing. And I never even really thought twice yeah, yeah. about it. Yeah, just went for it. And to get a sponsor before you have your downloads, before you have listens is amazing. That is the universe tapping you on the back. I know. <laughs> Giving but you, you a don't, little reminder that you can do it. <laughs> exactly. But you don't. It wasn't until other people were like, what? How did you do that? And I was like, I just asked you know, yeah, you know? Yeah. but what had happened was I was at an event in uh, Elevate Fit Fest and I was asking everybody. So pause, Penny were there. I was doing a motivational workshop, a manifestation workshop, and I was asking everybody what they were manifesting. And I was putting it up on the stand and I was asking people, what are you manifesting? Some people are like, I don't know. Like, what do you mean you don't know? What are you manifesting? Think about what Such you a want. nosy box. But I wrote podcast sponsor, but I thought this will happen in the future. And then I had a guest on the podcast and her product was shipped to me by Autofulfill. Yeah. And I contacted them. I was like, hey, what's up? Just wondering if you could ship all my boxes because it's taking up my whole house. Yeah. But you needed to have a certain amount of sales. And I didn't have yet at that point. I was like, okay, no, I'm not making enough for this to work. And I said, but I have a lot of people who are coming on my podcast that have products. Would you be interested in sponsoring a podcast? And next thing you know... They there you like, go. You just asked. You just Love asked. that. And you have to pivot in business as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to be able to be like quick off the mark. And yeah. Just jump at it. And you know what? I just feel like you were no less off. They said no. You're, you know, just ask exactly. and go for it. We're, we're so afraid to ask. Yeah. Just put yourself out there. What's the worst that can happen? And fear can just take over. Don't let it take over. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to ask you now, Yvonne, do you find that you have balance at the moment? No. No, not no at all. What way. are you lacking and what would be your dream kind of idea of balance? Oh God, is there ever any balance? I don't know. Like what is balance to me? I mean, if everything was, oh, I think it's a hard one. Like I like to be going, I like to be doing, I'm not going to be happy just being at home. And like, I guess w what I would say is lacking is I am not prioritizing my health, my fitness, and my nutrition, which has always been a really, really huge part of my life. Always been into fitness, always been very good with nutrition. Today I ate, I've had three coffees, I've had a croissant, I had a bagel. Like, where's the fruit? Like, it's just, and I, I'm acknowledging it. Yeah. And I'm not going to make excuses and say, I don't have time because I'm so busy. You it's know, just prioritizing it. But you, you know, to, and this yeah. is really interesting. One of the guests I had on Shawnee and I asked him this question and he said, do you think that extraordinary people had balance? And he was like, what is balance? So I felt, I know, and I'm, I'm asked this question because everyone has this vision. Sometimes balance is having all this rest time, all this downtime. And realistically, if you had this perfect balance, you probably wouldn't have pause penny. You probably wouldn't have the podcast. But what I'm trying to say to people or to kind of inspire people is finding little moments. So is there little moments that Yvonne is like, yeah, this is my little chill out. What's your little moment that gives you a reboost or re-energizes you? Are you doing anything like that at the moment that you're like a little bit of something that's helping you? Like I'm going to get back and focus on my exercise. So I, we've got a gym in our garden. So I'm doing that. But right now what I do is every morning after the kids go to school, I take all my orders to the post office and I walk there and that I grab my coffee and avoca on the way and I drop off my orders. And that's just my time. I love and that. That's, it's not, it's not anything huge. But it's just for me, I'm not listening to anything usually because I've actually gotten to the stage where I'm actually so busy that sometimes I can't listen to anything because it's like my brain can't take anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know that you need that you actually need nothing. Yeah, I definitely was someone that was for a long time, especially in COVID, I wouldn't go for a walk without throwing something in my ears, podcast, podcast, audible book, whatever thing constantly. And now I try just to walks without anything because yeah. actually it helps you think through things work out things and just 
take in your surroundings. It totally. Now I did, I promised myself because after Penelope was born, we had two kids. So I, we went to Portugal for five weeks and this was back in 2021, I think. Yeah. And I hadn't healed from the grieving. I went to a grief therapist twice and I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. This is fine. I'm fine. But I was having reoccurring nightmares and I just didn't go through, I didn't, I didn't process the grief, I think. And then so I, I was in Portugal and I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the kids. I came back and I did another session and it really, really helped me. But I promised myself, I promised myself that when this year in May, we went to Crete for five weeks, I said, you are not allowed work. The only thing that you're allowed to do for the business, and this is like when you have your own business, it means you can't, you have to shut your website down. You can't make sales. But I said, it's worth it. I was allowed to do social media. Like I was allowed to keep up with my massive following. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Would you stop? All you need is real followers. That's all you need. You've got a good Um, following. But <laughs> you've got a great Instagram. Oh, uh, well, you know, what's your Instagram name? Yvonne Trackian underscore manifest, I think. Yeah. There you go, guys. Look her up. Yeah. Give her a follow. <laughs> and when I went over there, I totally switched off. And that's when I think that you come up with a lot of your creative ideas. So it is important to switch off. So I came up with this idea of a game changer morning. So it's a one gratitude, one affirmation, one step in the manifestation process and exercise. And I did them live on Instagram and they were so good. And what else did I come up? I came up with the name for the podcast, All Up In Your Biz. There you go. You see, when you have space, you know, and sometimes obviously not everyone can just head off for a couple of weeks. I think it's just having little moments. That's what I always say with your yoga practice for me. It's like, if I don't get that half an hour on my mat before I teach, because me teaching yoga is not me doing yoga. It's just teaching it. So So every day, if I don't get my half an hour, like I'm a wild woman, I'm a crazy woman. (laughs) I react differently. I make silly decisions in my business. That time, and I'm a morning person, I feel like if I say I'll do it all day and I I won't do it all day, I'm not an evening person. I just get tired. I just want to get relaxed and veg out on the couch, you know? And I just think that early morning, I get my energy half an hour up at five o'clock now for my 6am club, quarter past five, quarter to six, me time on the mat. And then boom, if I don't get it, we're all screwed. I'm totally, I am the exact same. I'm a total morning person. I am not an evening person. You do not want to invite me on a night out. I am not going to be fun. Like I am, <laughs> we'll your, brunch, brunch. I am your brunch girl, but I get up before the kids. So the kids yeah. get up at 7.30 and I could be up anywhere between 5 a.m. and 6.30 a.m. depending on what the night before, but I do like to go to bed early, like at 9.30. Yeah. But I have to have my coffee in the morning without the kids catch up on a few things and then exercise if that's, I do. And that's your time. I love that. So I want to ask you, do you believe that everyone can be an entrepreneur? No, I don't even know if I should be an entrepreneur. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> no. Yeah. Like my husband is a tax partner in a law firm. He definitely doesn't have the entrepreneurial spirit, but... I do. And I'm one of these people that is every day I have a different idea. And he's like, oh God, Yvonne. I'm like, I have this great idea. Right. And he's like, oh my God, what is it now? So I'm constantly coming up. <laughs> but what I would say so you're is- a creative soul. And I just think yeah. you do need to have the ideas and that, that go. And yeah, it's really interesting. I don't believe everyone can do it as well. I don't think people realize that it's full time. It's all of your, it's, I like what you said there. It's a triplet on your twins. Yeah. <laughs> it's a triplet. And also- You know, what I would say is going back to your why card in the manifestation box, like, why are you doing it? And there are times where I'm like, why am I doing this? Oh my God, I can just go back and earn. And I am going back to work because it's funding Pause Penny effectively, my job. But um, not for long. Hopefully, it won't be. <laughs> we'll see. Pause yeah, Penny yeah. will be funding everything. Yeah, pause none Penny. of this. We'll see. No, will, no, no. Of will. course, of course, of course. But you know what? Actually, this is the first time in my life that I'm enjoying the journey. Now, there's ups and downs. Like I said, like the highs are high, the lows are low. But what I realized, and I think in life, everything teaches you some sort of lesson. For example. All I wanted was a baby and I was in my dream job. Like my friends would be like, oh my God, Yvonne, you have the dream job. And what happened was when I got pregnant with my son, we got like certain clinical trial data on one of our clinical trials for a rare disease and we had to shut down our European operations. So I had to make myself redundant and everybody else, right? So 
I finished up in October of 2018 because I was having my son and everything was going to shut down by that Christmas. But I was, all I wanted was a baby. But then I had the baby and all I wanted was a job. Mm-hmm. You know? And I look back on that and my husband used to say to me, God, Yvonne, and it actually made me so sad at the time. He was like, I think you enjoyed being pregnant more than actually having the baby. And I was like... Because all I was obsessed with was getting another job because I like to be intellectually stimulated. I like to work. It's part of, I don't want to say part of my identity, but it kind of is. But it made me realize that stop looking for the next thing, the next, the next. You now have the baby. But I think we all do it. And, you know, I think social media has it. It it definitely, like, I'm someone that does it. And, like, I know I want to be a mom. Well, I don't know I want to be, I, I think I want to be, I'm motherly, I love my nieces and nephews, I love kids, right? But I don't want to have to surrender my life. <laughs> I feel that what you're saying, like, I hope when I have a baby, I'll, I'll, I'll want to keep working. And I think that sometimes people kind of might think of that and be like, enjoy the time. But I think that's okay. I think you can still be an incredible mother and work. It's interesting, you know, and you know what as well with that, it's just learning isn't it all learning and you know what we're always chasing and you know you're what you've created now it's about bringing it into the present moment and I'm such a person that I'm always after the next thing next thing next thing and even my husband says to me are you going to be full and I like I am and I, I am grateful for everything that I have and I am so proud of the little things that I get but the minute it's almost I'm almost at that goal and I've got there I'm planning the next goal yeah and I think it's just a personality trait and I think it's just a hunger and I think it's delicious (laughs) you know and I just think you can keep going with it but you know what as long as you're grateful and you have a beautiful life I'm so grateful and honestly my kids now give me so much perspective and it's something that I was saying to you beforehand that there's a lot of negativity on social media about being a mom a lot about how hard the struggle is. And I'm not taking that away. People don't cancel me already. Like I know it's hard. I'm not saying it isn't, but we wanted these babies. Yeah. Can we not just shed a little bit of positivity on it, you know, and say, okay, it is hard, but I'm so grateful to have them. They're here. Like, so that's another thing going back to like social media, my page and stuff. I like to keep it positive around parenthood as well. But in saying that, I still want to work, you know, but I'm enjoying the journey. I remember my husband said to me when I was working in a law firm, he was like, Yvonne, you're going to burn out and I'm going to make partner at some point. But like, I'm not in this massive craze to the top. Like you're going to burn out the way you're working. And he was right. I would have. You know, why are we in this crazy mad rush? Always, always, always. I don't know. And we put the competition on ourselves, don't we? No one's entered you only yourself. <laughs> I've talked to another mom about this recently and I was like, oh, this is my, pr- like, why do we do, I don't know. Yeah, we create our own stress. But you know what? It's just life in 2023. That's how it is. That's how it is. And we'd be bored otherwise. Yeah, we'd be bored. Yeah. (laughs) No, I just want to say, you you know what, Yvonne, you've got so much to give. You're already given so much. And I hope you know that. And I just love our chats. And also, thank you for being such a supportive woman in business. You know, you're such a believer that there's enough for us all. And I find that infectious. I'm such a believer. I don't believe in a saturated market. There's There's plenty of people in Ireland around there. And you've done that. And when I came to your podcast and I told you you were sending me voice notes of tips you were telling me do this try this or do this and I took it all on board so I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for that you've been a great help to get this one going but with that you've told us a few little stories there and you've got great stories but I'm just going to ask you have you got one more little story time first before we one wrap up one more story about about anything. oh do you want a miracle story go on okay Hit I'm going to tell you a miracle story right okay I have always had semi-health problems with my heart. So I have this thing called atrioventricular non-reentrant tachycardia. I don't know. Basically, it means palpitations. Okay. And first, I would get them from when I was really young, about 13, 14, palpitations, palpitations all the time, all the time. And I was like, we need to sort this out because it's affecting my health, fitness. If I work late, if I'm stressed, studying, whatever, I would get these palpitations. Anyway, things started happening in my life with my health and and it was like all negative. So like I got my wisdom tooth out and they told me, 
it's rare, but you, you might get dry socket, which is really painful, but it's rare. So you probably won't, but we're going to tell you anyway. So they told me and I got it right. Rare. Got it. Then I had miscarriage and I was like, it's rare if you have two. So it kept saying, and then I had a third one. It's rare. Then I had Polly and she died of a rare cord incident. Then I hemorrhaged after Polly, which was extremely rare. A little piece of the placenta was left behind. And then when I had Penelope, I got a C-section infection, which is extremely rare. And I hemorrhaged and I had to have a blood transfusion. So rare, rare, rare. So you used to always say these things like, oh, if it's rare, it happens to me in a real negative, negative way. So anyway, I went for an operation on my heart in September of 2019 and they told me that they were going to go up through my groin and that it's called an ablation where they kind of like help fire off some cells in your heart to stop making it my beat dad so fast had that done oh did he yes he so did this was my second yeah. surgery yeah so basically what happened and then they reset your heart the rhythm I, I don't know if they reset the rhythm he had an irregular rhythm yeah yeah rhythm. yeah, yeah. So basically it's like an electricity circuit, like you're supposed to be going around, but it's getting caught somewhere. So they're like firing right off. So I had one done, but then after I had my son, when I went for the C-section, my heart went insane. I was on the bed. It was over 200. Like it was just crazy. And this is like at rest. So they were like, okay, after you're finished breastfeeding and all that, where you go for another one. So I remember meeting the doctor and he said, look, this is my like bread and butter. I do these all day, every day. But these are the like risks and especially being a lawyer, they want to make sure you're totally aware. And I remember him saying, and this can happen as well, but it's so rare. And I looked him in the eye and I said, don't tell me it's rare because if it's rare, it happens to me. And I was dead serious, right? Yeah. So we go into the surgery room. It's supposed to be 60 seconds long and I'm half awake. So I'm not put out. And all of a sudden I can hear like commotion and I have this big, his hand like on my leg blood was starting to fly out and a a junior doctor came over and she was like do you want me to do it do you want me to do it and he said no and I was like oh no this is serious effectively what happened was he nicked a vein in my leg a little hole because the right side of my body is not like a typical person's like Mm -hmm. that you would have expected right so anyway long story short the rare 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 thing that could happen nicking a vein in a leg happened. So the vascular surgeon came in to me afterwards and was like, I don't know how we're going to fix this. I don't know how this is going to impact your life. This never happens to anybody as young as you. This never really happens. And you still have a long time to live. And I was like, can it heal itself? And he said, no, that would be a miracle. And I remember leaving thinking, oh, shit, you know, like, oh my God, why this is happening? Why is this happening? So then I was like, I'm only 35 and I want to have another baby. Am I going to have another baby? So the Rotunda Hospital, which is the hospital that I have my babies in and the Matter Hospital had to get together for six months and do this whole analysis on my body as to whether or not I could have another baby. And I did, but it was Polly and she'd passed away. It had nothing to do with it. But I remember... After I had Polly, I went for a scan and the lady scanned me. I still remember. And she was like, yeah, the hole's still there. God, I could even get emotional thinking about it now. And I was just like, oh, it's still there. You know, I started crying and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm just grateful it hasn't gotten any bigger because they didn't know how it was going to impact my life. And I was so emotional at the time because like I just... You're going to make me emotional. I was like, I had just lost a baby there's now a hole in my vein. So then I got pregnant with Penelope. And so Polly passed away in the May. I hemorrhaged in the June and I got pregnant in the July. Oh my gosh. So I got pregnant in the July, but you don't find out for a month later. So I didn't find out till the August. So I went for a scan. I had to go for a scan every six months on my leg. And I remember my best pal calling me and she was like, we're going to find you the best doctor ever. Like, we're going to find you the best doctor in the United States and they're going to fix this and you're going to, don't worry about it. And I remember thinking, no, I'm going to be okay. This is going to be okay. And I just remember, like, I always talked to Polly and I was like, Polly, just please help me with this. I cannot go through anymore. I just can't. 
and I used to visualize white light going to my leg. And I'm like, come on, Joe Dispenza talks about healing your body all the time. And he was in a major car crash and bicycle crash and crushed his whole body. And he's walking again, surely. And I also thought, surely the body can make a baby. Surely it can heal itself. But the doctor had said it would be a miracle. So anyway, I went back for a scan there. I was pregnant with Penelope at this stage. And they're like, look, we can't see the hole because you're, you're so heavily pregnant that it's probably pushing down on your leg, you know? And I was like, okay, well, okay, that's fine. Anyway, I'm pregnant and look, I'm, it's okay. But I kept visualizing and I kept believing and I just never really saw it anymore as a problem because I started to change my tune. I stopped saying, if it's rare, it happens to me in the negative and started changing it up. And I was like, well, if it's rare, maybe miracle, miracle can happen. happen to me. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I started to change, change it up and then change the narrative that I you were telling yourself. The narrative. So then I went back the second time and they were like, we can't find the hole. Miracle. And I was like, oh, if it's rare and a miracle, it can happen. And then I had twins. And I was like, and that's pretty rare as well. And yeah, they were natural, really you know? Oh my God. And I do believe you can't explain everything. I can't explain everything, but I do believe in miracles. And I do believe things can happen in your life. And I do believe that you have to be conscious of what you're telling yourself that you don't even realize. I think that is such a good lesson for the listeners. Yvonne. That was a beautiful story. Thank I'm so you. glad I asked you for that extra little miracle <laughs> story. I wasn't expecting that to come. So thank you for sharing your miracle. Thank you so much for coming on to the Mora podcast. Love and light to you. And as I close these podcasts, just a few moments of meditation. So after all that beautiful chat, us getting teary-eyed over <laughs> a beautiful miracle, let's close down our eyes. I'm just going to ask you to relax your shoulders down and just for a moment with me, Take a lovely big breath in through the nose and a big breath out the mouth. Relaxing down your jaw, having a gentle little swallow in your mouth. And again, breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in. And out. And then slowly taking a hand to the center of your chest or on your heart. And just for a moment, let's see can we feel that heart beat, that healed heart? And then let's place the other hand on our gut, on our belly. Trusting in our gut, trusting in miracles. Let's take another moment here together, everyone. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and out. Taking our two hands together, let's gather that light, that beautiful white light, that healing light. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your journey. Let's breathe it in. Inhale. Namaste. Thank you for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Love and light. And subscribe and do what you do to podcasts. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.